Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's, oh, got us an audition, Griff. I know it's been a minute for you. Gotta get that echo gone. You got it. Good job. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. It means the boys are live at Red Door downtown. Let's go. Yes, Let's go. baby. We already got a lot of friends of the show God, out. I love this place. So, <laughs> this makes me so happy. Me too. Hey, Marie's not here. Steph Griffin back. At the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Steph Griffin, how are you? I am doing really good. How are you guys? I miss y'all. Aww. We miss you too. Didn't miss me enough to return a text earlier. Ooh. Got that going on in our world. Oh, you probably have my old number. I need to give you my new number. Oh. Ah, too many stalkers. Yes, yes. Yeah, too many. Too many friends of the show tracked Stephanie yeah. Griffin down and yeah. started stalking her. Yeah, not friends of the show, freaks of the show. Mm. What's, what's following her? Hey, literally, the reason I got rid of personal social media. Literally, the reason. So there you go. Weirdos. Uh, weird. Speaking of weirdos, Vikings rookie wide receiver Jordan Addison charged with reckless driving last night, doing 140 in his Lambo. I hate starting with stories like this, but this seems like the talk of the day because we can't go one day without professional athletes doing the dumb stuff. Yeah. Stop it, guys. No. Take a day off. Actually, also, thank you. We need content for the program. No, and hold thanks up. for stepping up, you idiots. I tell you what, I would rather fish for a difficult content day than, again, go over one of these uh, so-and-so is, a, is an idiot, so-and-so put someone or others in the harm's way, so-and-so. I'm over these stories. I'm over dumb kids. I'm over the idea... That these NFL teams, and for some reason it specifically feels like the NFL, right? I'm over this. Why don't you just put a handler on every single person? Exactly. Yes, do it. Get, do it. get every single person the Des Bryant treatment. Pays the money. Pays the money to watch these idiots. Hey, you want to go put your life in danger? Go fast in a sports car? I get it. I like a little excitement in my life, too. I'm not hating on adrenaline junkies. What I'm hating on is you making horrible decisions and putting other people's safety and well-being at risk. I am hating on adrenaline junkies, as you call them, or as I call them, idiots. Because this dude ain't played a snap in the NFL, and he got a brand-new Lambo? Oh, he's got all of the money already, even on a rookie contract. You know, you know what he could do? Rent a racetrack. Go as fast as you want right, so in the safety of a race car. That's the one, the one you're currently describing. There's so many other options besides going 140 in a 55 or whatever. Because there are safe ways to do it. There are safe ways to exist in the world of adrenaline chasing. I, I dodge DBs. Jalen Ramsey will never catch me. I'm right. on the field. I'm a human joystick. All that stuff exists off the field, and you can do it safely, and you can do it calibrated. But don't do it at 140 on a highway or around a neighborhood because that's how you and others die. Yes, I mean, don't you learn lessons from previous NFL players? If not just any random human being, this has been replicated in NFL. It went poorly every single time. Literally every time. Don't do this. 
Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Well, in, in the world, in that same position, in that relevancy of one years ago, Henry Ruggs. Yeah, totally. I mean, these are, these are real conversations. I don't know. I get fired up, dude. From the friend of the show, MJ races motorcycles. Okay. Cool. Like on a track? Not in, not in his country club parking lot. Hey, you know who? Not else? in a residential neighborhood. Same team, different position. Jay Williams raced motorcycles too. What happened to him? Yeah, I have no idea. Who, who's that? Late, well, that? And you know why you don't know who he is for real? Because he wrecked his motorcycle early on in his NBA career, blew his knee out forever, not to, never was able to become the NBA arguably point guard superstar he should have been coming Ooh. out of Duke in all those years. Oh, that same guy? That same guy. Oh, sure. Okay. That's the point I'm trying to get yeah, to. Yeah, I had no idea. Don't do it. Stop doing it. It's not a thing that needs to be done. Don't do that thing. If, it, if it's your plan to put yourself in danger and you're going to only end up hurting yourself, yes. fine. When it affects the lives of other people, you're an AH. Yeah. You're an Astro Houston. Like you're the worst person. Just un- unreal to me. Just super wild. we got a show guest today. Josh Sushan will join us at 445. All right. Miss Sush. Yeah, we're going to talk a little it's bit. It's been a minute. The Ice Tops tonight. They are on the road, and we'll talk about them being there. David Weesey Carl, the New Mexico United, will join us at 5 o'clock. Did you go to the game last night? Yeah, I popped my head and went yeah. and said hi. How was it? Uh, the energy was phenomenal. Yeah. A lot of uh, Sunderland fans there. Sunderland pulling it. And I called that, right? We had sure. Steve Stucker on yesterday. I was talking about it. Sutherland fans, because they're worldwide, right? This, and this is a interesting team because there's relegation over there in the Premier League. There's all this stuff going on, and Sutherland's where they currently are, but they've, you know, at some points in their history had really great successes, and that successes right. they brought worldwide fandom. With that said, the United Statesian fans of this product, the soccer product, in texas the other day they showed up there they're here now well they were well represented last night a lot of red and white striped jerseys in the crowd mixed amongst you know obviously overwhelming majority of black and yellow yeah but there's more than any visiting team i've ever seen in the lab i agree also big day for the washington guardians we'll talk about that in length as well there's a lot going on in the world a major league baseball Christian McCaffrey, $16 million a year, is the highest among running backs. We keep having this running back talk every single day, Van. I don't understand. I don't understand how the highest paid. Correct. Like, is the discrepancy that large? I mean, we talked about on the. We did our own position rankings. Like, what's the most important? And running back fell just barely above kick returner as the second to least important person on the field. So, of course, they're going to make the second to least amount of money. Christian McCaffrey had 1,880 scrimmage yards in 2022, and that was more than any of those wide receivers that placed before him contractual-wise. I do hear the argument that it's not necessarily what you do with the ball. It's how you structure the defense. It's kind of all those things associated. But wild to me that even the best one, even the best one is being held back financially by how poor the, everyone else is at that position. And the only reason that he's so high paid, the only reason that he is literally the best one mm-hmm. when healthy, is because he's also a wide receiver. The, the part of his game where you just get the ball handed to you from the quarterback and you jut yourself in between the tackles for three or four yards yeah, just to keep the clock running, that part of his game does not matter. 
That's not why he makes $16 million. Stretching the field wide and then getting those 80, 90, 100 catches, that's what his game is about. Maybe he's a better wide receiver than he is a running back, and maybe these guys need to start having that conversation about how cannot play this position anymore. We talked about this with Debo Samuel, right? Yeah. Where it was like, if you're a guy who can do two things, only do one thing and do the thing that pays more. Yeah, I mean, I think guys like Debo and guys like Christian McCaffrey, guys like Austin Eckler, like while they shouldn't make top-shelf wide receiver money, they should. that should go into the consideration of their pay structure. It's like, hey, look how many balls these guys catch. They might not be for 15, 20, 25 yards, but look at all the balls they're catching. Those are wide receiver numbers. At least a sliver of the money that they ask for should be like, you know, gestures broadly at all my stats. Yeah. Well, and, you know, if we're not talking about the NFL proper, if we're talking about any other profession, I'll use mine because I'm familiar with it. Like in the world of radio, what? There's talent and then there's tech, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a I'm pretty good at both. Like and I can, I'm neither. Yeah, well, the, a lot of truth there. Yeah. And as I can use this microphone and speak into it, I understand how it works. I can create a thing. Before the show here, we were troubleshooting this thing, making it work. Right. There's more money in one aspect of it. I'm. That's the one you got to lean to. I'm not getting paid for both jobs. Sure. I'm only getting paid for one. And I think that stands true for every individual and every job type that exists in the world. To where if you work at the local grocery and there's more money in stocking shelves than there is in bagging groceries, go become the shelf stocker. Right, yeah, we want our athletes, our young athletes, to not just focus on one sport, have a broad skill set that translates across all sports so you can be a well-rounded athlete when you get older. Except for if you're a running back. Yeah. F that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Just forget you, brother. Yeah. Forget all about you. When we get back, we're going to dive into the world of Major League Baseball. There's so much going on there. We're going to tell you about, well, and here's the thing with me and Major League Baseball right now. I think I have a chance to force it down the throat of the listener right now. Like, we are in such a doldrum of the summer to where I think I can. And I'm going to. Let's go. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports our apologies to the fan base on Facebook.com slash TalkABQ. Had some tech diffs with the audio that is resolved. Big thank you to Red Welcome Boy. back. Yep. Are right, you going to tell me out with this one. Okay. Also, hello to all the people cruising up and down Central right now. There's a lot of cruisers out today. So if uh, well, you're cruising down Central downtown, wave at the boys and or come in here for a little frosty. We're at the intersection of 5th and Central at the Red Door downtown, which, you know, we've been here for months now. You know, sure. this, is, this has become a little it's a spot, baby. That's a little third place for us. We, you know, inside, hey, and inside, you know, the program, you know, we hang out here, like, you know, during the summer or whatever, and then, you know, Howie Sports Page during the football year. You know, we got a whole little formula we do. Right. And with that said, they've, like, repaved the streets down here, like chipped mm-hmm. and chipped and oiled, oiled and chipped, oiled mm-hmm. and there is, like, a... Um, Pungent smell. Fresh blacktop asphalt? Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone knows that smell. Should you do that smell on a 106-degree heat dome day? Um, I think everyone would prefer not to. No. But I think people would prefer having a nicer road downtown central. I'm wearing white-soled Hey Dude shoes. Okay. Is that tar on the bottom? I think that is uh, little chunks of tar everywhere. Little chunks of tar on the bottom of my shoe. Okay. Too hot. Glad I didn't wash my car today. Don't boil an egg on it because you'll be eating it. You don't have to. I would recommend not please, doing that. Yeah, please please don't. Please don't do that. 
Speaking of, please don't do that. Jared Kalinick. We, I tell you what, I don't know if I'm personally on one today. I don't know if I woke up and got in a fight with UPS and now I'm real mad. But I'm real tired of these stories. You hear them all the time. Jared Clinic broke his foot kicking a water cooler last night after he struck out. He is an up-and-coming prospect for the Seattle Mariners. What? What? First off, check which water coolers are full or empty before you kick them. Kick zero of them. Keep going. Yeah, full water coolers are undefeated against pissed-off athletes. Make sure you know it's the empty one. Is it like, do idiots not know how fragile your feet are? Do they know how many little bonesies are in your feet? Uh, he does now. Have you ever stubbed a toe? Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. My next bed is just going to be floating on magnets so I don't stub my toe ever again. Hey, this is real. I have thought about, because I don't have like a under my bed thing. I have like, you know, it's like very close to the ground. I need, I need to wrap those little feetsies and like... Like cushion. Pad them suckers. Kicking a water cooler after you start. Here's the thing. The whatever sense of relief you think you're going to feel, which you don't because you break your foot and it hurts. Mm. Whatever sense of relief you think you're going to feel after your failure in the sport where it's okay to fail seven out of ten times. Right. Whatever sense you think, it's not worth the paycheck you're going to be missing. Yes. Don't kick full water coolers or Gatorade coolers or any inanimate objects that are filled with liquid. They're much heavier than you think they are. They are undefeated. You're going to lose. Do it like a man. Get a baseball bat and beat the hell out of it. Liquid is heavy. Yes. A lot of liquid, super heavy. Let me tell you about this submarine that went to look at the Titanic. Mm. Also, I hate to kick a guy when he's down, but what is going on? He can't kick himself now, so you might as well. Are the Mariners still hyped? Um, they are underperforming this year. Vastly underperforming for their expectations. Do you remember when Amari Stoudemire tried to beat up a fire extinguisher? Yes, I do. <laughs> it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? Metal inanimate objects are also undefeated against human hands. <sighs> Ask, uh, was homeboy from the Brewers? Last playoffs, broke his hand punching a wall, and he couldn't go on a playoff run with his team? Devin Williams. Devin Williams. Yeah, walls are undefeated against punches and tennis players. Undefeated. I don't know how public this is. I know it's back of the house talk because I used to work in it. Mike Messini was the catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals for a lot of years. He was the manager for years after that. Right. He was trying to juggle knives one time and then claimed he cut his hand trying to open a Christmas present of knives. And he was juggling knives? That's the story as I've heard it. That's I not mad at all. If you can juggle knives, you have the stones, you have the gumption, you got the chutzpah to juggle knives. Juggle some knives, brother. That's an outlier. What, what was the <laughs> dude, Gus Farad? Is that the dude that head putted the uprights? Yes. Can custom cut mm -hmm. himself out. Right. And that was like the opposite. Like, dudes will do dumb stuff when they fail. They'll do dumb stuff when they're celebrating as well. Right. Figure it out. It's a homeboy on the Angels, uh, Morales, super promising slugger. Yeah. Blew his knee celebrating a walk-off homer. Martin Gramatica blew his knee. No, Bill Gramatica. One of the Gramaticas blew his knee, jumping and celebrating a made field goal, came down on it. Yes. Done okay. for. Mm-hmm. 
What's the name of the cat for the Dodgers that had COVID and went and celebrated with his World Series baseball team? Ah, uh, Justin Turner. Justin Turner. Yeah, tried to kill a bunch of people. Tried to just disregard their entire life. That's a tempted manslaughter is what that was. <sighs> this Johan Duran who struck him out, do these guys have, like, a previous history where he's like, I swear to God, if I break up, if I struck out to Johan Duran, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kick my own toe off. First off, he's one of the best relievers in baseball. He strikes out everybody. So he's a menace. He threw a pitch 104 yesterday. You're not going to hit this guy. He's the nastiest reliever in the league. You should not be mad when the best guy, arguably in the world at it, does it to you. Sure. It's not your failure. Ugh, I can't believe I lost to Mike Tyson in the 90s. Ugh. Steve Sparks apparently injured himself trying to tear up a phone book. What does that mean? I don't even know what that is. That's pretty sweet. Bo Jackson ruined his hip from breaking bats over his knees all the time. I don't think that's real. I don't think that's That's how, not that's how not it happened. That's not a real one for the show, Joe. That's not happening. <laughs> Just like, I talk to you all the time about how I can't have an embarrassing death. Yeah. This is a real thing in my life. Right. I, I can't have an embarrassing injury. Sure. Like, I ruptured a disc one time swinging a sledgehammer. I almost wanted to produce a more elaborate story. I lost this tooth to a BB gun accident when I was a kid. And by accident, I mean me and my friends were shooting each other with BB guns. Yeah, been there. <laughs> like, yeah. Like took, I, took one in the neck. Yeah. Still haven't found it. Don't know. It's in my body somewhere. You do that thing where you put a mm-hmm. magnet against it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh. It pulls a little bit on the skin. You know, <laughs> have you noticed how long it takes me at airports when I go? They wand me every time. They're looking for that BB. Do you as an organization really? They can't find it either. If it's driving your car too fast or if it's breaking an appendage after a um, statistically, like, likely failure, do you as an organization start looking in your eyes and going, do we only draft idiots? Are we, am I currently surrounded with idiots? I mean, it just seems like that because everyone's got one. Every team's got one. Every business has one. Every organization has one. You got, I mean, the NFL rosters are gigantic. MLB rosters are pretty damn big, too. You're going to have some idiots no matter what, statistically. Just sheer odds you're going to have some idiots. I don't. Yeah, you're correct. Also, friends to... of the show heeded my warning and just drove by and waved at us. So come on in for a beer, whoever that was. We got you. It's, just, it's wild to me. That when, if you are an organization that tries to build off of, like, I think what a lot of people will call, like, pillars, you know, like, intelligence, integrity, like, like those, that kind of concept, mm-hmm. you don't always end up with the best athletes. No. It's like, to be a really good athlete, you got to be a dummy. Right. Because the really, like, the really good athletes are really smart. Like, what's the old boy's name? Samari Roll. Sure. Samari Roll ends up becoming a doctor after he was played one year in the NFL and he went to Florida State and then got the Rhodes Scholar. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, I can actually go to wherever, Harvard or Columbia or wherever, and become like a really smart guys give up on sports. Yeah, because they're smart enough to see the end game. Besides all that fame and stacks of cash, doesn't look great for everybody. Also, you don't see a lot of rock stars at Harvard. There's a certain class of people that attend these things, that do these things. Each genre of humandom attracts a certain person, and you can kind of paint with a broad brush the smaller sample size you get. For a lot of years, the smartest guy in the NFL was Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Where was he, Yale? Harvard. He was, he was Harvard as well. Went to Harvard. Okay. For a lot of years. I think there was that Burke kid that went to Harvard, played for the Tennessee Titans, Matt Burke. Yeah. I, and, don't, uh, I don't know what that is in Major League Baseball. Is that Canadian guy who quit the NFL to be a doctor during COVID? Oh, maybe? yeah, the lineman for the Chiefs. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Yeah. But there's... Yeah, there's examples of this thing we're talking about. Like, this exists, but I don't know who that is in Major League Baseball. Who is the super bright guy? Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. I've never heard of Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. That's who it is. That's the Chiefs doctor guy. Oh, okay. Shout out to him. But who's the Major League Baseball guy? Who's the guy in Major League Baseball that is so very smart where you're like, can't keep up with him? Wasn't Barry Zito a road scholar? Too late for me to say past this. Yeah, year. I was just watching the highlights of that Bryce Harper bat against the Brewers last night, where he didn't take the bat off his shoulder for one second. And I'm like, well, he's not it. <laughs> like, like I don't know who the smartest baseball player is, but I'm telling you, I think it's a it's a very low bar to be it. Like a very low bar. From the texture. If you think your organization doesn't have an idiot, that means you're the idiot. That's a good one. <laughs> I've been at Cumulus Radio for uh, five years and some change. They don't have any idiots there, Fred. See what you did there? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something, too, called like a baseball IQ, right? Sure. All right, here's a guy. Who's Craig Breslow? Craig Breslow? Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a dude. So apparently he has been voted on. Wasn't he a cardinal for a minute? Graduate of Yale University. Drafted by the Brewers. I mean, that's a pretty good school to play at. Shout out to friend of the show, uh, Ryan, Ryan LaVarnway. Off the record, coming down to town. That's going to yeah. be fun. We're going to hang out with him a little bit. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't necessarily know who the smartest dude is, but I'm telling you right now. It is not, it's not hard to achieve that moniker if you want it in the game and world of Major League Baseball. Yeah, I think um, a slightly above average intelligence is pretty special sometimes these days. Yeah. I mean, think of, George Carlin said it the best, like, think of the most average intelligence person you know. Okay. Half you. of the world is dumber than that guy. Oh, God. Isn't that, isn't that scary? It's, ugh. So wild to me. <laughs> and you just buy into it, too. You know what I mean? Big Washington Gladiators news. Well, Gladiators, that's not right. Washington Guardians news. Whenever we get back, it's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I make you hot to death. Hot to death. Hot to death. Hot to death. Boys are live at Red Door downtown. Let's go. Yeah. A good program this far. Just ordered some dirty fries. We can get our snack on. I'm super excited. You ordered what? Dirty fries. 15 short minutes away from Josh Sushan, voice of your Albuquerque Ice Tubs. He'll be joining us on the Sports Animal Hotline talking about the boys today. I haven't talked to Josh in a while. I miss the dude. I'm all right. You're all right. What are you talking about? We haven't, we didn't talk to him yesterday because they had a day game. Yep. The day before. Because we pre-recorded and we fooled the populace that they thought we were alive. Fooled them all. Yeah. Monday, he was off. Yeah, he was off. It's been so long. There was an all-star break or something before that. I don't remember. (laughs) A lot of stuff happened. 
one of the most significant days in the history of Washington's football team has finally arrived. NFL owners are expected today to approve the sale of the Washington Guardians from Tanya and Dan Snyder to one Josh Harris. The days are numbered for Dan Snyder is his, I guess it would be today. So July 20, 2023 is the last day Daniel Snyder owns the Washington Guardians. Finally passed that threshold. Washington, whatever your name's going to be, fans, rejoice. Oh, I hope the new guy Harris changes it for real. The king is dead. Long live the king. I talked to um, a Washington fan literally last night at the poker table. Where did you find that one? Um, So he says, and I'm not going to say who this is, but he's a lovely gentleman, um, that he doesn't mind the Redskins name. They they should have it back. Yeah, they all say that. Yeah, you'll, you'll be shocked. To guess his ethnicity. Native American. He was very aggressively white. Oh, okay. So, yeah. doesn't bother him at all. <sighs> that fan no. base is weird. Yeah. And it's, you know what's interesting about it, too, is because it's one of, I think, historically, one of the most storied franchises. Correct. I agree. One of the original in the game. Just so much legacy and lineage. But, but this, right? A dumpster fire. For the last 20, 25 years. Correct. And it's like the fans. Been awful. Yeah. And this, and like, not to equate it to like anything more serious than what it is, but I think I understand why idiots stay in like jobs they don't like or relationships they don't want to be in or whatever, like anything that's not beneficial to them. Because you, Washington Guardian fan, should have quit this already. Right. You should have quit this years ago. Because they quit on you years ago. They do not care about you. Do not care. Now I believe they do. Now I think the right ownership is in place, and things are going to change. How do you walk into a place? How do you walk into an environment? No, not, let's not even use the environment. Let's literally paint a picture here. How do you walk into a swamp, and the second you get in the swamp, you go, oh, this, this is the most toxic place I've ever been. I don't just mean the culture that surrounds me. I mean the actual floor that I am standing on. Nah, yeah. And say, and say, well, time to, uh, time to drain this bad boy. Because that's what's going on here. Dan Snyder got the team. He's like, oh, man, this is a swamp. Watch me make it worse. (laughs) This isn't bad enough for me. Well, even getting back to regular now for Harris and this ownership group, that's a world of improvement. Because they are currently, the Washington Guardians, a laughing stock. For sure. And have been. The stadium's falling apart. The fans are in danger every time they attend a game. It could crumble at any moment. Literally. Yes. They need a new stadium ASAP. Did you see that? And I don't remember if it was HBO Sports or who it was. But did you see that where they were, like, chipping paint off the rails and the paint was, like, 20 layers deep? Right. It's the original rail they put in. Yeah. A 50-year-old rickety rail that collapsed on some dudes. Almost squished your quarterback. Storied franchise, laughing stock in the NFL, still made billions. Sure. You can fail forever and still come out completely ahead. You know that I say this one to you off the air. Sometimes you can do everything right and still lose, and that's okay. Right. I learned that from Star Trek. Sometimes, if you're Dan Snyder, you can do everything wrong and still win tremendously. When you have a expletive deleted ton of dirt onto the other owners 
Like a slideshow? Yeah, you can fail up like a PowerPoint. Like a PowerPoint of blackmail. The Kobayashi Maru is a training exercise in Star Trek designed to test the character of Starfleet Academy cadets in a no-win scenario. How did you know that, you dork? <laughs> I don't know what that is, and I will never know what that is. Captain James T. Kirk is doing the Kobayashi Maru, and it can't be won no matter what the Klingons kill you, okay? So what he does is he goes outside of the game. He goes to the program, the simulation, okay. the artificial intelligence world, or what, what, the hollow deck, and he says he adjusts the game so that he can win. And then his boss says, sometimes you can do everything right and still fail. He says, that's why I cheated, because I don't lose. Dash, Captain Kirk. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> that's the worst thing. That's the worst thing that's ever been put in my ears, ever. And I've heard Baby Shark. Do you think it is? That is aggressive. You should be, you should be arrested for assault on my ears right now. What did you just say out loud? Do you think there's going to be backlash from the weird, commie-esque Washington Guardian fan that you know still loves the idea of it being the Redskins, still loves the idea of uh, like a super, like undiverse workplace and the idea that women right. should be subjected to and i only love this football team because everyone hates them yeah like do you think you know that what's very interesting guys that i find and i don't know if i can say this or not but being on a native american a try a lot of native yes. americans still love calling them the redskins how does that go over in your world I don't know. We all, my whole family still calls them the redskins and stuff we we don't mind we like it <laughs> Representation, Fred. I, Very poor and insensitive representation, but representation Griff, nonetheless. Is it derogative or is it not? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I'm not going to say that Griff's not an authority on this. Sure, but I think she kind of is. Yeah. Also anecdotal. Oh, very anecdotal. Very anecdotal. But sure. You get to think about yourself. You get to paint your own life story. You get to think whatever you want about yourself and your people. Hey, well, and I get that, too. Like, it, anyone who texts this program and says, Fred Slow, you're a big, fat idiot. Well, at least you're listening. You know, oh, like, I'm... Oh, you're not fat. I'm in on this. But I'm also in on the idea of after this organization, which is trying to figure it out, sells their rights to another guy, which they did. Right. You should have a parade. He is getting... An overwhelming amount of emails right now. Like, hey, number one, change it back to the skins, brother. Right away. Let's get, it, let's get this right. Let's make sure everyone knows. You got one chance to get this right, I ain't, Steve. I ain't going to do that. It ain't going to be a thing. <laughs> We're going to step aside. When we come back, just ooh, Sean will join us. Talk a little bit of baseball. Talk about the isotopes. They're playing baseball tonight. I think this is a beautiful day for the NFL. That's, what, that's all I'm trying to get across. Okay. I think the Washington Guardians coming over new ownership and hopefully new branding. Just scrap the whole thing. Start fresh. Kobe and I by the way, they had a really good opportunity just to be the Washington football team, the Washington football club. Just have that big W on the side of your head. That's enough. That's a good name. That is fine. 
You could have started a trend in North American sports where we just represent the city, we just represent those colors. We don't need a stupid mascot. None of your teams need a stupid mascot. It's unnecessary. Just rep your city, rep your colors. Today's I-9 varsity, the I-9 varsity of captains. Okay. This is because Captain James Kirk beat the Kobayashi Maru. Okay. I, I might skip this one, Fred. <laughs> might be you and Griffin. Two men on. 95.9 <laughs> FM and AM 6 M. The sports animal. Back on the program. Live from Red Door downtown. But somewhere in Sugarland, I assume at Constellation Field, Josh Sushan joining us on the program. Josh, welcome, brother. Thank you for having me. Yes, confirmed. I am doing my job. I'm at Constellation Field, where I'm supposed to be. That's pretty sweet. All right. Thank you for the confirmation. I still are going to grab their 13th win of the year. Jay, does tonight look like the night that uh, they put another one on Sugarland? Let's make sure that we're clear. 13th win in the second half of the season. They have 39 wins total. Don't shortchange the boys, any of their hard-earned victories. And reminder, they are tied for first place in the second half of the season. We love the split-season format. We love everything about the split-season format. And to answer your question, yeah, of course. I mean, you feel good when Phillips Valdez is on the mound. He's pitched really well lately. He was the player of the week about a week and a half ago when he pitched five no-hit innings. And so he's starting. And, um, yeah, I like Jimmy Heron in the leadoff spot tonight. He's been getting on base a lot. And we'll see if the, the running hopes can keep stealing bases the way they have lately. Did my dear friend Jordan Alvarez say hi and ask about me? How's he doing? Jordan wanted me to specifically tell you that he will not be in the lineup tonight. But you ah. should still listen to the broadcast, even though he's not in the lineup, <laughs> that he'll be there in spirit. And I think he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow, but he is not in the lineup tonight. He's so good at baseball. Here's a weird sentence. Albuquerque is yet to win a series over Sugarland, over 13 completed series since the team joined the Pacific Coast League in 2021. That seems wild to me, Josh. Yeah, well, the Ashes have had some really good teams especially in 2021, they, they were loaded. There, there's a lot of guys who are making Van very happy on a day-to-day basis right now yeah. with their performances that were at Sugar Land in 2021 and last year as well. You know, it's like it's one of those things where some teams just have your number and we've played them so much. It's pretty obnoxious how often we played them. This year it's more manageable. <laughs> we're only playing them 18 times. I think we played them 30 times last year. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just get on a roll against a certain team, but this is totally, I mean, even the Topes right now are different than they were three months ago when they last played Sugarland. And Sugarland's roster is totally different than May, slightly different than June. And so that's what kind of makes it quirky when one minor league team just keeps beating up on another minor league team when the roster's changed so much. But, you know, we're, I like the way the boys are playing lately. We'll see if we can keep it up. To be clear, friend of the show, I am an Isotopes fan. Just because the Sugarland. Space Cowboys, some people call them that, are the affiliate of the Astros. Does not mean I am going for them. I only root for the big club, the Astros. Beyond that, go Topes. 
Well, I don't think anyone over here has an error in thinking that. Also, the Isotopes only have 59 errors on the year, Van. It's pretty good. That is one off the lead in the PCL. Sure leathered is this team. And what's interesting to me about it, Josh, is that so many of these guys play all over the diamond. So many of these guys move around defensively. What is What has secured the ball so well defensively for the Isotopes throughout what is going to be their 40th win of the year after tonight? Well, I know it's really boring, but it's hard work. You know, they get after it. And, you know, Bobby Meacham's the infield coach, and, you know, he's hitting ground balls all the time. They're working on everything. I don't know if you guys saw this a couple of days ago, but Cole Tucker, another guy who plays all over the place, Pulled he robbed right a back. home run in right field and then threw to first base for a double play. It's the new leading candidate for defensive play of the year. The second time that he's robbed a home run this year, the second time that he's made – a diving catch and or a rob of a home run and then throw to first base for a double play. Um, you know, his athleticism is really something. And that play two nights ago was pretty epic. It was, yeah, I, I, I need to talk to him in detail about that. And again, it's the second time that he's robbed a home run. And this time he threw the first right afterwards for a double play. It was, it was pretty cool to witness. So it's been so long since we talked to Sean, the boys missed having you on. Do you just like, when you don't get to talk to us for, your, for a few days, you just, like, answer questions in your sleep. Like, how do you make up for the interviews Good not question. being on? Uh, I eat slower. I, I enjoy my <laughs> pregame meal. I eat okay. slower, and I make more random notes for random things that I can say during the broadcast. Okay, so we what you're saying is we're impeding your professionalism, and you're a better broadcaster when we're not around. Got it. <laughs> It's not the same when I don't talk to you guys. It's like <laughs> yesterday, you know, it's already rushed because it's 11.05 a.m. first pitch here in Central Time Zone. So you're already rushed, and then you're like, okay, i got to do this, i got to do this, i got to get this. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, I feel like I'm missing out on something. It's part of my routine. What am I missing out on? What am I missing out on? Oh, I didn't talk to the boys. Friday night, you're going to be done with baseball around, what, like 9 o'clock, maybe a little bit later. Do you already have a ticket to see Oppenheimer somewhere in Houston? Like, what's your vision on that? Who? Uh, what? What? What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you speak of. So, Josh doesn't have a life during baseball okay, season. Biggest keep, summer blockbuster what, of the year. You keep forgetting that he has no idea what's going on. He, yes, Oppenheimer. What no, is that? he's going to go watch Barbie Serious first. Question. Duh. Josh. What do you, I mean, what are we doing here? It's Christopher Nolan's new project. It's just like the biggest movie just kind of, of the, the year. It's going to be the biggest movie of the year. It's going to win every Oscar. I mean, you just got to relevant. Oh, really? about it to be relevantly. I mean, you have won trivia nights. I know you know about movies. Ask him a baseball question, Fred. I just, I Good thought, Lord. Like, do you take the time in Houston when are we get a second to watch the like, summer blockbusters? That's the question. Oh, that's a good question. So I didn't know about that, but maybe I should. Thank you for informing me and not making me feel, you know, like less of a person and less of a pop culture aficionado by not knowing the answer to this right away. Uh, I'll make you guys very proud. I saw Top Gun in the movie theater last year when we were here in Sugar Land. It was not very far from the hotel. So it is not out of my playbook to go see a movie on the road. Once again, thank you for not making me feel less than I should be feeling right now about my knowledge. Maybe I will go see this movie, this Oppen, Oppenheimer, you said? Oppenheimer? It's, it's filmed in New Mexico. I mean, it's like based about like the, most, some support. the most famous New Mexican story of all time, the creation of the Atom Bomb. Oh, okay. 
Well, thank you for letting me know this. Um, let me see. Let me see what the schedule's like of the movie theater that's walking distance away. I don't know if I'll see it after also, the game. That's like it. a really good thing to do before a game. You can also get a double feature with it and Barbie. Yeah. The new Barbie movie. It's okay. called Barbenheimer, Sue. Oh, Bar- Barbenheimer. Oh, see what you did there. No, we didn't. They do it. should no, do a like game a and a movie. Like you watch a, the game and then you stay around for the movie. Yeah, Josh. Ooh. If they did that, would you stick around in the broadcast booth after a game to watch the entirety of a movie? Yeah, no, with track no over the Sandlot. <laughs> I'm tired of being in the broadcast. I work solo. I'm exhausted. I just want to drink water and go to bed. I'm boring. Mara. Who's who's I mean, must see TV boring. right now? Who's who's on a second I half eater? Story if I'm like, oh yeah, gotta go do this and go do that, man, about the town. But I'm way too old to do those things, and I'm tired to do games. So it's safe to say that you're not up to date on like 90 Day Fiance or anything like that. That is correct. Uh, that is great question. That is an accurate statement. Sunny and Sunny and Philly, no nothing. Righteous oh, I, gemstones, I know that exists, but I've never watched it once. Ah, okay. I saw uh, all the new episodes I, I think of Black we're... Mirror. I saw that; those were good. I liked the new episodes of Black Mirror, and I saw that, uh, oh, that there American go. Gladiators thing on Netflix. That all oh, I saw three of the five episodes, and I saw two of the three yeah, episodes about Arnold. That's that's the extent of my Netflix watching in the last two months. That's not bad. That's more than I thought it would be. What is Arnold? Arnold. Oh, like Schwarzenegger. Sure. Not like. Not like, hey, Arnold. Not the guy with the funny hair? Got it. Have a good broadcast tonight, player. Who's on the pregame? Evan Justice is on the pregame. He's part of this brand-new bullpen, all these, like, new dudes. I'm, I think I know everyone's name and face now because we had so many new ones. Um, Evan Justice looks like a cross between Brenton Doyle and uh, Ryan Feltner. I told him that today, and that was a weird way for me to probably say hello to him. But then I gave him a gift card okay. out back for doing the interview, and so we became best buddies after that. And, um, good, good, good. yeah, he's already at AAA. He's got, like, 31 innings as a professional baseball player, and he's already at AAA. He throws 97 with his funky delivery, and I figured he might be in the big league soon, so I better interview him before he gets to Denver. Smart. Love it. Josh, you're the best. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Maybe I'll go see a movie between now and then. No spoilers. Feel free to spoil. Ah! David Weesey, Carl joins us when we get back, recapping the United game last night, previewing the United game on Saturday. It's a, well, it's a heck of a United weekend, really. A lot of fun. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.